This episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and DraftKings. Hello, I'm Toronto Mike, producer of Humble and Fred. This best of is proudly brought to you by DraftKings. Bet online legally and safely with DraftKings Sportsbook. A long, long time ago, our very own Freddie P was on social media. It turned out the combination of Fred and Twitter was a very bad idea. Let's hear from Cassie Campbell, who will explain why. Please welcome to our program someone that is uh, known to Canadian hockey fans and uh, Canadians all across the land, a, a, a fine uh, hockey player herself, and now reports on hockey for Hockey Night in Canada. And here to talk to uh, her arch rival, Fred Patterson. Please say hello to Cassie Campbell. Woo! Sweet Cassie Campbell. Howard, an Olympian. An Olympian. Uh, the Canadian uh, Sports Hall of Fame, right? And Hockey Hall of Fame, Cassie? Well, uh, not, not the Hockey Hall of Fame. There's a... A long list of females, I'm sure, that will get in if I ever get that opportunity before me. But, uh, hey, I'm humbled, and I don't say that, you know, with any kind of pun intended to be on the show. And I'm excited to, to be chat with you guys. I listened to you when I was living in Toronto, and uh, so it's all good today. I'm excited. Well, Cassie, we're going to, you know, explore all the uh, the pain the pain that you've been caused by, <laughs> by Fred. We'll talk about that. Uh, you know, coming up. Do you have what kind of time of yours do we have today? Um, you probably have a good fifteen twenty minutes if you Perfect. wanted to. Uh, if you need me that long, you can probably have me for that long. Okay. So. Oh my goodness! We can always I use know. Cassie Campbell we're, for we're fifteen twenty minutes. Right off the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Part of me. We're starting rumors right off the top of the show. <laughs> Yeah. Do you recall, now this isn't the first time that we caused you some consternation. You, you maybe not remember, but you came on our show uh, when we were on the edge. And as you were leaving, I think it was, uh, it was me or Fred, but I'll say it's Fred because he's, you know, causing pain. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, we made some mention about you being very attractive. Okay. Do you remember that? Um. Vaguely, yeah. Well, no, it got back to us that the sponsor who you it's were not there, bad, is it? It, it, I, I guess I could be called worse, couldn't I? No, exactly. No, but it, it got back to us that the sponsor who you were representing had said that you were a little bit offended that we had mentioned your your beauty and your wonderful looks as opposed to your um hockey talents. Uh, and we, oh, well, we I, felt- I don't remember, I don't remember that conversation, and I don't know who I was representing at the time or whatever, but. Um, I, especially back in the day, and I hope this comes across appropriately, but, uh, when really people didn't know anything about hockey, that's often what they spoke to me about, about women's hockey anyway, mm-hmm. and, and of right. course it was pretty new, and, uh, so that just kind of came with the territory, and I think when you play female athletics, that's sort of, uh, sort of what, what people talk about sometimes, and hey, I, I've definitely been called worse by 
coaches and other opponents that uh, I'll take that one any day. Well, you know, they go through that. The LPGA has gone through that for years, trying to make sure that people understand that they're very talented, you know, athletes, along with some of the the women that they promote, Paula Creamer and different ladies, to help, you know, it's more of a titillation about the sport. But I, I can understand that. I just want to know if that, if that, uh, you recalled that, you know, not this, this being the Fred thing, not the first time that, you know, we've had trouble with you. No, you never have trouble with me, that's for sure. But, um, I, you know, I think, I often think with, with female sports, if you happen to be attractive, uh, I do think you, you, um, that's often what's talked about more than actually your accomplishments. And, and so you eventually, in a roundabout way, the accomplishments will be mentioned. But honestly, to, I, you know, female sports and LPG is, I think, a little bit different than women's hockey. They tend to get a lot more coverage than we ever have. And, um, but a lot of people just don't know about the sport and all they know is the, the public figure and the persona that, you know, uh, is attractive maybe or not or the one who's getting all the attention or whatever the case may be. And so that kind of comes to the territory and, and it's just part of educating people about our sport. No, and I understand how that could be frustrating too because, again, you put a, you put a lot of hard work into it. I mean, you practice as many hours as guys do and uh you know you go through the grueling uh, preparation just as much as guys do and then at the end of the day if that's what people want to acknowledge you for i can understand how that could be uh frustrating and again comparing it to golf too on golf we actually see the women's faces and get a better idea of their bodies and everything so i guess you know it lends itself a little bit more to that as well um whereby maybe maybe they don't expect hockey players to be attractive or something so it becomes a big issue yeah, and it, it's funny, though, you know, because if I was to ever go on Hockey Night in Canada, and trust me, I've interviewed some very attractive men, uh, I and I was to say some of those things that are said to me, it mm-hmm. would be so taken out of context, oh, she doesn't know anything about sport. And so I think from that standpoint, there is a bit of a, a double standard, you know, as far as um, it's okay for certain people to ask female athletes about their looks, but if I was to ever do it on Hockey Night in Canada, it would be... Uh, taken out of context, sure. but I can tell you this, when I interviewed Sheldon Surrey for the first time, it was my second Saturday night on the job, I had 25 texts and emails, messages from girlfriends and some of the hockey girls, and, and the big question was, did you even hear a word he said? And uh, <laughs> there was a second during that interview where I was kind of thinking, whoa, you know, this guy's a pretty good looking guy, but of course, if I was to mention it, it would be taken totally out of context and as if I was a man um, speaking to a woman. So, well, and that Cassie, sense, I, I guess, can... is a double standard. But I don't think about it too much, to be I, honest with I you. I can assure you, you will not have that problem with Humble and Fred. No one's going to be saying, <laughs> did you hear anything they said because they're so pretty? Mm-hmm. Cassie, hang on a second. It's Humble and Fred Radio. Uh, HumbleandFredRadio.com around Southern Ontario and around the world will continue with Cassie Campbell and the story of how she felt hurt and pain. At the hands of one Frederick J. Richard Patterson. Someone Fred Radio, humbleandfredradio.com. Uh, Cassie, we do the radio show on four stations and, of course, the. Uh, award-winning podcast and we welcome you we appreciate you doing this um before we get into uh, why you and fred started going back and forth can we talk a little bit about the state of women's hockey now sure 
So where is it? I mean, do you when you were winning Olympic medals, was was that sort of the zenith of it? Was that the peak of it, or has it sustained? Well, I think. Um you know, the first two Olympics, 98, and we lost, and, and then 2002, we won. But I think those two Olympics, as far as women's hockey, probably had the most parity. You know, Finland was just as good as Canada, U.S., Sweden was on its way up, China even finished fourth in the first Olympics. And and then in 2006, you know, we completely dominated those Olympic games because of our preparation. And But we kind of got saved by the story of Sweden, you know, just, you know, beating off the U.S. and winning a silver medal. So... Um, you know, and then 2010, it was, you know, a little bit disappointing from the parody standpoint. And I, you know, I was a broadcaster at that point and was really expecting 2010 to be the best Olympics as far as parody. And it was exactly the opposite. And unfortunately, Canada and the U.S. continue to get better. And, you know, we need players and administrators in the other countries to step up and, and to start to lead. And, you know, I, I really believe that we are could be in trouble and, and, you know, being taken out of the Olympics. I know the NHL is a big supporter of ours, and I think that helps us. And um, But we need to, you know, sort of have a, the IHS step up and or the IOC and have some sort of a Title Title Nine ruling like they had in the NCAA where, you know what, if you don't support your women's hockey, mm-hmm. you put a men's representative into these tournaments. And, you know, I think that would wake up a lot of countries. And it's not... You know, sure, not all these countries have the same amount of money as Hockey Canada and USA Hockey, um, but for some of them not even to support their women's programs, I think it's pretty ridiculous in this day and age, and hopefully that'll change in the in the future. Um, yeah, because a two-team tournament just isn't a lot of fun to watch, even if you ultimately win it, because there's something hollow there. Why do you think, like, Finland, Sweden... Czech, Russia, why do you think they're not better than they are? Other than what you've just stated, which is they're not getting a lot of support from the men's side, but what about the women? Like, why hasn't it developed the way we might expect those countries to develop, given that their men's programs are pretty strong? Yeah, you know, I I think it comes down to leadership. I I look at, you know, some of the girls that played before me and who fought many more things than I had to fight, and you know, they stepped up and they spoke and they, you know, played great hockey and they were in shape and and they tried to take the women's game to the next level regardless of, of the adversity they faced. And I think, you know, I remember speaking to a captain of one of the international teams and saying, you know, you need to step up and speak to your federation and get them to be better. And she was really afraid that, you know, she'd be let go from the team and there'd be so many consequences. And, um, you know, so I think we just need some more leadership from some of those countries. And they face, I think, different things than we face over here as women. I mean, I, you know, it's it's a lot different attitude. But, you know, what surprises me is Russia. I mean, they're so good in so many winter sports, you know, cross-country skiing, skiing. Um, they seem to be supported. You know, the Russian basketball women's team is good. I mean, there's so many great female sports that come out of Russia, but yet hockey, you know, a sport that they really love over there, they don't want to support their women's team. So it's, it's, it's frustrating because I know as a player we'd prefer to have a lot more parity and for it to be a lot tougher, but... It shouldn't take away from the preparation of Canada and the U.S. and what these girls do, and it's a full-time commitment without full-time pay. And um, mm-hmm. you know, they're still really good athletes, and I think that's something that that always has to be considered. Cassie Campbell's with us. Uh, her website's Cassie77.com. You can book Cassie for corporate speaking. You can see her on Hockey Night in Canada. And uh, I'm about to ask you a really stupid question. Go ahead. Okay. Um, when I was a kid and we played hockey, or when you've had kids who play hockey, one of the things that uh, is a hallmark of the game is how awful boys' hockey bags smell. Do the women's hockey bags also smell? 
Cassie Campbell. Hello. Hello. Oh, don't tell me we lost her. Is that question? Was that question that, that did it? Why do you have to ask, ask those questions? That was a good question, Jose. Did you not think that was a good question? I think so. Seriously, I remember my hockey bag stunk so bad, my mom and dad wouldn't let me have it in the car. It had to be in the trunk. I wonder if she drove through a mountain. I think she's in Calgary. Yeah. Well, we're calling her on her uh, on a Toronto n- number. Yes, but you could still be in a. Mountain. I don't know where she is. Seriously, Pete, did you ever play hockey? Your bag smells. No, but I did uh, carry all my sparring equipment for kung fu in, kung fu. A, in a duffel bag. Yes, and, and it I reeked. had to breeze that thing like every it two re- days. It reeked. Yeah, I know this. My daughter's uh, shin pads in in soccer. I once went to smell one. Seriously, it was vile. I just want to know about hockey women. Yeah, we just dropped out. Hold on a sec. Yeah. <clears throat> Great. I, I don't, did you hear that question, Cassie, that, that no, Howard asked? The, the only thing I heard was I'm about to ask you a stupid question, and then you didn't ask anything, and then right. I thought that was the joke. Yeah. Well, I thought I asked you the question, and then you hung up. No. <laughs> I thought, great. No, no. What was the question? Now she's going to get mad at me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you know, one of the hallmarks of Canadian boys hockey, and I mentioned when I was a kid, my dad, my bag smelled so bad, my dad wouldn't let me have it in the car. Do women's hockey bags smell as bad as men? I don't think quite as bad, but pretty close. Um, you know, it's it's still, uh, yeah, it's still pretty bad for sure. Um, the old shaving cream on the hands trick is often used in female hockey as well. And, and the thing about our equipment is that uh, we don't have the, the eight pairs of gloves and access to six pairs of skates and all those types of things. So uh, we tend to use our equipment a lot longer, and it definitely uh, it definitely has a stench to it, but not as bad as the guys, that's well, for sure. Plus, women have an unfair advantage because they start smelling nice, yeah. where guys don't necessarily <laughs> although, start although, smelling nice. Cassie, I mentioned one of my daughters, when she played a lot of soccer, I remember uh, or the shin pads where they just reeked. It was vile. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. I played soccer too. It's uh, you know we it's, it can be gross. There's no question about it. And um, I know at the end of every season, I'm taking my equipment to to some laundromat and I'm washing it. You know, to some special hockey equipment place. And um, yeah, it's it's it definitely not as bad as men, that's okay. for sure. But right. it's definitely up All there. Right. It's funny, you know, a couple of times because my son plays still, and the odd time he'll leave his equipment in my trunk, and I can smell it right into the main compartment of the what car. Do what does he play? Just pick up hockey. Oh, okay. But it's the same thing. He just rips it off, throws it in the bag, and leaves it. Cassie, um, I know we only have a few more minutes. Uh, I want everyone to go to Cassie77.com. Uh, still to come on this program today, we're going to find out why Phil, our intern, almost died last week. As well, we're uh, going to debut a brand new song from our friend Scary Pete. But Cassie, let's just go to the incident. Um, I believe, Fred, it was when? February what? Uh, the date was February 3rd. I'm sitting on my couch watching a, a hockey game. It was an afternoon game out of Montreal. I forget. I think Ottawa and Montreal. And I'm watching the game. And in between periods, Cassie's doing an interview. Doing and her best. Doing her best. Yeah, just trying. Like yes. Everyone, like all human beings. Which apparently, which apparently isn't very good, Oh, wait, right? Cassie. Cassie, just wait. And then I tweeted something vicious. Can't someone at the CBC work with Cassie Campbell with a little, with, with a little guidance? She could go from horrible to bad. No, I just feel... Whoa, off. whoa, what? whoa. What? You, so you say, could she go from horrible to bad? Cassie Campbell. Now, when you hear about... How did wait. you first... What? Well, okay. Let her explain that. Okay, so I tweet this, and then what happens, Cassie? 
Um, oh, I, I think it was the next day or something. I saw it, and uh, it was. I think it was sent to me by a, a person, and so I thought, oh, that's interesting. And and then I, you know, I always read Twitter with caution, and I, you know, usually I'm good at waiting 24 hours. As you know, there are a lot of people have Twitter courage, as they like to call it, and. Yes. Uh, but anyway, and then I realized it was you because I, I kind of, you know, was not sure. And then I realized it was you. And I thought, well, that's strange that a, a fellow broadcaster or, you know, radio personality, TV personality, we're all the same, would mm. uh, no. would say something like that. And I, nice. so I thought about it and I thought about it and I said, well, I'm, I'm going to email him. And, you know, we're fellow Bramptonians and, and I've known you for a long time. And, you and I thought, well, to, hey. Did you not look up to Fred? <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I mean, right. so I, I, I thought, well, I'm going to ask him, you know, he seems to know a lot more about broadcasting than I do. So I, I'm going to ask him for advice. And so I invited him out for lunch anytime he's in Calgary and he could give me advice on how to be a better broadcaster. And, and then it led to a very nice email, which you didn't back down, which I appreciate. And you stood up to your comments. Um, but my question is, how many drinks have, did you have on that Super Bowl Sunday when you were tweeting? Because, you know, Tweeting and drinking is not good. That's right. You you keep going, Cassie Campbell. You know, I, you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't think a lot. You know, it's one of those things where you don't think. And what did you call it? Twitter. Twitter uh, courage. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter courage. courage. That's what it is. You sit there and then you're reading other tweets and then people are being, you know, um, somewhat. Uh, well, you know, people tend to have no problem passing judgment on people when they're sitting there with their little phone in their hand and, yeah. uh, you know, and critiquing. And that's what I did at that particular moment. And yeah, and at, I've, you know, I've had two incidences and this is one where, you know, I'm two. not, uh, I'm not big into responding to or talking to too many people on Twitter, especially if it's negative. But um, I have to say that you email me back right away and. You apologized, but you you know didn't back down, which I appreciate. And I'm hey, I've I've been said many more worse things to me, but I've had another incident. I remember it was a a, a picture. The guy I don't know who it was. He obviously wasn't using his real name, but his picture. It was a woman, and she was well endowed and and barely had any clothes on. And he just kept going on and after me and after me and after me. And so finally, I tweeted him back and I I said, hey, my friends at Twitter are actually telling me that you're a man posing as a woman. Mm-hmm. And within a half an hour, his tweet, his Twitter was completely gone, and mm-hmm. I never heard from him again. What so scum- I've only done yeah. it twice, and uh, I usually, you know, I'm a hockey player, so I've got a sense of humor, and we're pretty good at the practical jokes and, and getting people back without getting people back. And, and um, so, yeah, that that's, that's kind of how it went. But I, all is forgiven, and you're entitled to your opinion, and... And I know uh, I never went to school for broadcasting. There's no question about that. But I think everyone can see that on television. But to say that I was going from horrible to bad, mm, you know, that awful. was a bit harsh in my opinion. Uh, yes, and, it was. And, and, was you know, and it was, you know, and it, as I said to you in my email, there's a lesson learned there. Um, number one, I want to acknowledge your class. Here's what uh, here's what Cassie sent me. Fred, I received your tweet regarding my broadcast on the weekend via some friends of mine. Uh, who, to be honest, were more concerned about it than really I am. I find Twitter to be amusing, really, but also fun to follow some informative people for hockey updates and news. I grew up in Toronto, was always a big fan of your and of the Humble and Fred mm. show. Oh, that hurts. Mm. I live in Calgary now, but would be more than happy to take you for lunch, as you said, next time you're in Calgary and get some tips from you. Not that I could give you tips. I mean, my television broadcasting career lasted for about six months before they threw me out. So you're doing better than I am. 
But I just thought that was, again, very classy. And then I got back to you and then, it, you know, ultimately here you are on the show. But I, really, I can't stress enough the way you handle that is just so classy. It makes someone like me, who did the you know the Twitter courage, look just look like a fool. And I and I and I admit it. And all I could say to anyone going forward is think before you tweet. Really, because not only do you not know, you have no idea who's reading it, but how it can impact them as well. That's yeah, and I think you know we've that recent. Uh, her name is escaping me, but the tennis player that just retired, who was a great Canadian tennis player, and big future in front of her and, and she's unfortunately suffering from depression and you know she even mentioned that twitter sort of helped bring that along and you just never know what other people are going through and hey i've i've watched hockey shows and i've listened to people and i've wanted to say like what are they thinking like mm-hmm. what are they saying but you just you know you have to put themselves yourself in their shoes sometimes and wonder what's going through their mind or you know what's happening behind the scenes and and uh you know i i've I've heard a lot on Twitter negative, a lot good, a lot, you know, some negative, maybe a lot negative, but I think you kind of have to put it into perspective on where it's come from. And I respected you enough to at least open up a conversation and mm. say, hey, how can I get better? And that that comes from just my respect for you as well and, and from what I know. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, if you were just some Joe Schmo, I probably wouldn't have even responded or done anything. But I, I'm the type of person I'm always looking to get better, and, and I thought that you could potentially offer that. Well, so you can. That was legitimate <laughs> on my part. Well, what is the situation at the CBC? Are there people that work with you? Because, again, the situation that I am with someone like you is, uh, considering your stature, I mean, you, you have so much to offer Are within the CBC. Do they work with you? and? Uh, not really. I mean, no. I uh, Shirelli Najak, who was a former executive producer, and he's now working the Toronto Games. I, you know, I often get him to review my tapes and give me feedback, and he's kind of really the only one, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And it's it's been really learn as I go, you know. And and I I haven't had the luxury of you know working Rogers Cable and all those types mm-hmm. of shows as normal broadcasters do. I mean, I was thrown into live national television where over three million people watch the show and. You know, of course, of course, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not a broadcaster, but I do know the game of hockey, and I think that's one thing that's maybe been my saving grace over the years is the fact that I know the game, and the players know me, and they respect me. And you know, that's all I can ask myself is to get better. And you know, whether or not CBC is supposed to be putting me in classes, I have no idea. But uh, I know the only person I really get feedback from there is Shirley Najak, and he's been great to me, and he's tried to help me along the way, and. Um, you know, and they haven't fired me yet, so that's a good mm-hmm. sign as well. Well, Cassie, let me just add that uh, you're very classy, and you're yeah. very... Um, classy Cassie. I'll put the uh, echo what Fred said about, you know, because we've, Freddie and I have taken a lot of criticism, as you can imagine, over the years, and what, I, what sometimes people will criticize you not thinking of you as a normal person with feelings, and, and you know, you're, you know, maybe you played hockey, but you still are, you know, you're sort of new at this thing, and, and the fact that you responded and, and sort of looked Fred in the eye and said, you know, hey, if you're, you know, I'm happy to take you out for lunch, and why don't you show me how to do this, <laughs> made me laugh. Um, what made you laugh? I just find, yeah. I just want to say I apologize. Uh, you know, someone who says horrible to bad, I mean, I don't know where he gets this from. I don't know where he gets the anger from, Gas. But it 
again, that's yeah. just on the spur of the I moment, know. not thinking. And, and and as I've said since this happened, Cassie, I mean, I really picked the wrong target. I mean, seriously, you didn't deserve that. And once again, I apologize. I mean, for goodness sake, you know, I drive around Brampton. Every so often, I drive by the Cassie Campbell Rec Center. Exactly. It's huge. Yeah. This is a person right. that has accomplished so much in this country. Yeah. She has a rec center named after her. Do you think there's anything in Brampton <laughs> named <laughs> after me? Yeah, there is. Cassie Campbell <laughs> drives by the Fred Patterson uh, Shitter. <laughs> the Memorial Outhouse. Yeah. yeah. That's about hey, Cassie. It. Cassie. And that's the thing. I could just call up the mayor and say, hey, do you know where he lives? And yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I was always right. good at throwing eggs, you know, so... Um, hey, uh, and this is, I mean, you know, you should take this incident and make it part of your corporate thing where you, as an anecdote, you, you, when you face the, your detractors, sometimes you turn them into fans. And I was going to say, our experience has always been when people bitch about stuff on our show, if we reach out to them, mm-hmm. often f- they, you find that really all they wanted, it was a spur of the moment thing and all they wanted to, was to, a bit of recognition. And I think in this way, it all turned out well because now you're an official friend of the program again. Well, I've, I've always said to my teammates, you know, if you're going to, you know, especially as a captain, when they'd come to you with issues or problems, I'd always say, hey, no problem. I, I agree with you, but what's the solution? And, right. You know, I'm always one to talk and be open and honest, and sometimes my honesty has gotten me in trouble in the past. There's no question about that, but I'd prefer uh, to go down being honest and having integrity than go down um, hiding behind something. And so I, I appreciate what Fred did as well. He didn't hide. He didn't say, oh, I didn't mean it. No, he... He said, hey, I felt that way, but I'm sorry. And, and his email to me, I don't have it in front of me, sorry, but um, it was fantastic back. And, I, you know, I think that's part of the problem in today's society is we don't have enough honest uh, discussion. We can't look people in the eye. And, um, and I think it's kind of really hurt the way we live our lives. And if we could just step up and, you know, guys are always better at it than girls, but I know the hockey girls are really good at it, where if we have an argument, we can usually uh, still go for a beer or still, you know, Mm-hmm. trust each other on the ice and still move forward and I think uh, a lot of people can learn from those hockey type of teams where you don't always have to like each other but um, we definitely you know get stick together for the common good and I think that can be a lesson learned for a lot of people yeah uh, well said Cassie thank you so much for uh, being boys on the anytime you have my numbers just don't call me too early because I do live in Calgary but you can call me at any time would really you, so- you would come back on the show yeah for sure love that thank you very much Cassie Campbell Cassie, okay, cheers, you guys. Great thank, job. Thank you for putting this horrible, horrible, <laughs> hurtful incident behind you. And by the way, there's a chance we're going to end up on a station in Calgary, too, so you'll be able to enjoy this mm-hmm. in your hometown. Okay, great. Right on. That'd and, be great. And Cassie, may I just say, uh, by way of uh, um, extroing this segment, you are still very beautiful. Well, thank you. Yes, you. Yeah, I'm almost forty now, so you take those and you're just like, yes. Yeah. You're just, yeah. you know what? You're juicy and you're gorgeous. You're a yummy mummy. <laughs> you're sweet. <laughs> All right. You're yeah. too old for thank me, you. but I find you very attractive. <laughs> See you later, right. Cassie. I, you know what? I I, uh, I find Sheldon very very attractive as well. You, yeah, so, of just course. Just so you, you know. So anytime I am interviewing him, I'm I'm thinking other. Things. Yeah, you're right. you're thinking things. People say I look yeah. like him. You, you like like who? Sheldon Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cass. See ya. All right. Take care, you guys. Bye. (laughs) I'm Toronto Mike. I produce Humble and Fred. If you want to hear more of me, I host a podcast called Toronto Miked. If you go to torontomike.com and click Notable Guests at the very top, you can cherry pick an episode and just check it out. See what you think. There are plenty of Humble and Fred episodes to choose from. Thanks for listening. Peace and love.
This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and DraftKings. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And don't forget to help keep the show going by licking them. <clears throat> uh, liking them. Like and subscribe.